Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations. So great that you can join us. My name's Coven, and every week I'll be bringing you different conversations I've had with kids. They're all seven to 11 years old, and the questions I ask them are specifically designed to get them talking, thinking, and feeling, developing the softer skills that they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it would be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids succeed and thrive. But what do I mean by soft skills exactly? Well, it's all the non-academic stuff that kids don't tend to get that much practice in at school, and yet as adults, we're having to use all the time. You know what I mean, things like being creative, communicating well, being a critical thinker, having resilience, etc., etc., etc. Now, I found that a simple but effective way of developing this at home with kids already is through regular five to 10 minute conversations. I'll give you some examples. Let's say on communication, we could ask our kids to describe a car to an alien, which is a test of conciseness. Or on creativity, asking what are 10 things to do with a cup, which encourages them to think in divergent ways. Or how about on critical thinking, having them estimate the number of iPads in the world to help them think in a structured way or on resilience, asking them why it's good to fail sometimes and discussing the value of feedback. Now, these are just some examples, but in this podcast, Kid Coach Conversations, you'll hear me discuss all sorts of questions like this with lots of different children. And hopefully it will give you some ideas of inspiration for discussions that you can have at home with your own kids. If you want full access to all the questions and prompts that I use, then just download our app from www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app, so you can do all this great stuff at home yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. <coughs> this week I speak to Mahika. She's eight years old and attends an independent school in Northwest London. She's really creative and loves to paint, so much so that she'll do all her homework and chores if rewarded with an hour of art. We're going to build the feeling skill of mindfulness being aware of ourselves and how we feel can give us the control that we need to let our best self shine through. Every child can achieve their potential if they can better control their thoughts, feelings, and actions. So let's listen in on our chat. Okay, so Mahika, I've got a question here for you, and it's on mindfulness. And the question is, what do you want to have achieved one day from now, one month from now, and one year from now? So what do you want to have achieved one day, one month, and one year from now? Okay. Hmm. One month, one year from now. One day, one month, and one year. Okay. One day, in one day, I, um, I would... Um, hmm. One day I would like to learn how to skip. Um, in one year, I would like to be um, um, nearly excellent. Um, I mean, in one month, I would like to be um, nearly excellent in maths and English. And in from one year, one year from now, I would like 
um, to um, hmm. one year from now is really hard to think. Um, one year from now, I would have liked to um, finished my piggy bank and gotten all the money I and gotten different coins from um from different from all the different countries in the world uh. wow i love it okay so uh, in one day so like tomorrow you want to uh, learn how to skip and in one month you want to be nearly excellent that's how you phrased it um in yeah. maths and english and in one year you want to uh, finish your piggyback collection with uh, coins from around the world yeah um okay so We'll come back to, to each of these. I, I want to ask you what, what nearly excellent means. So in one month, you want to be nearly excellent maths and English. What, what does nearly, nearly excellent mean to you? Nearly excellent means like, um, I know a lot of stuff from maths and English and I get most corrections, um, questions right. But then sometimes I get it wrong and I learn from my mistakes. That's basically what it means. Okay, okay. And with the one year objective about finishing your piggyback, um, let's, just, let's just focus on that one for a moment. Um, what's, what's the one month and the one day goal that helps you achieve the one year goal of finishing your piggyback? Piggy bank. Well, I go on holiday every, um, every holiday. And I've also got lots of money from different countries. So then it just, um, it's, um, I just um, want to, um, because we go on holiday and my dad has to get the money from that country so that we can buy stuff. And then I sometimes steal the money. So then um, during, and also during holiday, um, I learn about, maths and English because maths um, is my about my holiday and so and learning to skip in one day will just be a bit easy so right then. so so sometimes it's good when we have a, a longer term objective like we know that look in a year's time we want to have done this like um had more uh, coins in your piggy bank um it's good to break that down isn't it into like smaller steps as well so what can we be doing tomorrow to help with that what can we be doing next month to help with that tomorrow i can't do anything but tomorrow i can count my piggy bank yeah just so this... to see how many more countries i right. need to go to right right um, so even with your um you know, because you obviously when you go on holiday, that's when you can collect these coins. So, so that's it's you. Might no, but when I go hard. on holiday, I can practice skipping as well. And you can do skipping there as well. But let's stay on that train of thought about your coin collection, right? So, in, yeah. when you go on holiday in hopefully a year, um, you'll be able to actually collect coins. I go on holiday every holiday. Okay, I mean, uh. with with COVID, things are a bit disruptive, right? But let's let's assume. Hey, I'm going. going on holiday this Saturday. Wow. Okay. Well, even <laughs> even sooner. Listen. So um, you'll you'll go on holiday in a year to or, or with you know a few times in the next year. Um, 
to collect your um, coins for your piggy bank. But I really want you to think about if that really is like something you want to have achieved in a year, right? Like what, what is it that you can still do tomorrow? And you started um, to help with that. And you started talking about it now, right? Sort of some form of planning, some form of like, well, counting the current coins that you have to what to maybe see what's missing or, or how much of other stuff you need or like, let's talk a little bit more about that, right? What, what's the stuff that you can be doing now and tomorrow and next month that helps you achieve that objective in one year's time? Well, maths and English will just be learning about money because maths is also about money because like when you want to buy something, you have to use maths and money. And but English, you can also write something, you can write down notes about um, how many um, how many countries there are that I need to um, that are left um, to go to, and how many and um, I can write down which um, countries I've gone which country coins I've got, and I can write down notes. Hmm. So here's a here's a question. And that also then. needs maths. So, so yeah, maths, maths helps you with the coins, doesn't it, as well? Um, so, so here's a thought for you. Uh, what, what would happen if you took these goals and you wrote them down and uh, stuck them somewhere that you'd see them every day, like on your bedroom wall, for instance? Yeah. What do you think would happen if you stuck your goals down somewhere that you'd see them every day? My fan would blow them down. <laughs> Okay, well, let's, let's, say that they, let's say your fan didn't blow them down. Let's just say that you, you saw these goals every day when you woke up. I would get even more determined to do it. Hmm. But then sometimes I could get to do it, even though I'm really determined to do it. So, yeah. Why do you get more determined to do it? Just because because I see them. it more often. And then it's like someone's putting it up saying, you have to do this right now. And then I get super determined to do it. So then I just want it. My main goal is just to do it. And then, yeah. How else do you get determined? What else gets you determined to do something? When my mom promises something that I really like. Like, if my mom tells me to do, um, my mom tells me to do piano practice. But I don't want it. And but if my mum has give me dessert with sweets in it, then I will be determined to finish piano as soon as I can and practice it really, really hard. So then I get like TV watching and then my dessert with sweets in it. Hmm. So Maika, you were telling me about some affirmations that are written on your bedroom wall. Tell me a bit more about that. So basically what it says is I will work hard. And it's um, something like saying um, things that will make me strive to do my best. Um, other, in other words, like um, it's written, if I do this now, then I'll have more time to do, um, then I'll have more time to do what I want. and when I, um and if I do this, um 
then I'll be proud of myself and I'll at least achieve something. Um, so it's something mm -hmm. like that. That's um, amazing. And it motivates me, basically. Yeah, that's amazing. So I, I love those affirmations. Um, I mean, how would you define an affirmation? What, if, some, if you're trying to explain to another a friend what an affirmation was because they didn't know, what, what would you say an affirmation is? I basically say that it's something, um, it's um, phrases or sentences um, that motivate you to do something that, in other words, they, they, um, they make you strive to do your best and even if you don't like it, they, um, they just put it in your mind, in other words, saying, if I do this, then I'll get a treat afterwards. And so um, you're determined to do it. And then Perfect. No, I love that. I love that. Something that will motivate you, <laughs> a sentence that will motivate you to do something. Um, I, I love that definition. Um, and I, and I want to um, share a, an insight with you actually on, on goal setting, right? Because that's what we started talking about. What do you want to achieve a day, a month, and a year from now? Because that's all about setting goals. And you shared with me some of your goals. And I think um, it very much links to this idea of affirmations and, and having something visual. Because um, So here's what I want to share with you. It was, um, they did this study, right, where they asked a bunch of people what their goals were. And then 10 years later, they saw how successful they were at in, in, the, in the job market, in the workplace. Um, and they found that, first of all, People who had goals compared to those who didn't were more successful. But then they looked at the people who had goals and within that, they split them into two groups. They had people who had written down their goals and people who hadn't written down their goals. Um, and out of those two groups, Mahaka, which do you think would have been more successful? The people who wrote down their goals. Right. Um, and it's for very much the same reasons as you have these affirmations written on your bedroom wall, right? Um, because if you regularly see what you want to be doing, you're more likely to end up getting it done. <laughs> okay. And so, and so by the way, I, I, love, I love the fact that you have affirmations in your head already, but here's, here's a way just to take it a little bit further, yeah, um, on this concept of goals. So let's, let's discuss a little bit. Um, is it better to have goals and then miss them or not to have any goals in the first place? It's better to have goals and then miss them. I think because when you have goals and unfortunately you just miss them, like you just said, then you, you're, you'll learn from your mistakes or what you've done wrong. Um, so let's say you did not write your goal down and you forgot about it, but then, um, but then, let's say one year later, you remembered your goal and you were like, oh, I missed it. But then you learn um, from your mistake and think, well, I, I can still achieve that goal um, now um, if I write it down, because last time I didn't write it down. Yeah, and so sometimes you, to... you might have sometimes you might have goals which are which are impossible to actually achieve. Like let's say, um, um, like let's say, go into a shark's mouth 
and not <laughs> get out. <laughs> That's a very adventurous goal. But, but on, that, on that concept of um, on setting stretch goals, setting goals that are really quite difficult. So um, I don't know, for example, with that piggy bank one, right, of collecting coins from different countries, um, if, you, if your goal there was to have um, uh, every single coin that has ever been produced in any country, in any currency in the entire world, for oh, example, nice. right? But that would be quite a, a stretch goal, right? Quite a, a high way, a high version of stating your goal. Um, so, which I, I don't think you would set for yourself because that's, yeah, it's un, un, undoable, right? Um, but how do you know how much to stretch yourself? You know, because if I have a, equally, if I have a goal tomorrow, like um, um, your, your goal tomorrow is to learn how to skip. If my goal tomorrow was to uh, walk around the block, <laughs> that's probably quite easy, right? Maybe too easy. So, um, so how do you know like what is the right level of stretch? How do you know how ambitious you should be in your goal setting? Well, you'll, <clears throat> you'll kind of like know because you know yourself. So if you're scared of heights and you tell yourself to jump um, from the tallest skyscraper in the world, um, down, um, back down, just jump from the top and you jump down to the ground and you're scared of heights and without hurting yourself. You know that that is just too, um, it's too scary for you because heights um, and when, when you're scared of heights, you won't want to do that. Um, and it's and it's scary for lots of people because when you have to jump down there uh, alive with, uh, without hurting yourself at all, um, then everyone knows that that's kind of impossible because if you jump down there, it will just, you'll probably hurt yourself. And so you know that that is um, too hard for you. But if you do something like um, if you do something like run um, run for ten minutes, let's say, um, that would be a bit too easy. Mm -hmm. But if you did something medium, let's say, like um, trying to read um, a really um, a, a really big book, let's say in in two weeks that will be medium because you you can read a book in two weeks like i read another book if you read it for um if you if you read one chapter every day um, yeah it will be uh, it will be um quite it will be quite fun for you to read a book. Yeah, you have to know yourself, don't you? You're, you're absolutely right to sort of not have something that's too easy, but also not have something that's too hard. And um, we'll, we'll wrap up there, but a thought to, to leave you with is um, when setting your goals, you can also ask other people, right? Perhaps your, your mum and dad, uh, or perhaps people who have just been through what you've, you're about to do. Um, so uh, if you on that book example, if, um, if a friend of yours has already read that book, you could ask them, hmm, how long did it take you? And if they say it took me six months to read, 
then, uh, then maybe it gives you a bit of a clue that, okay, you know what, two weeks is probably a bit too hard. Maybe I need to give myself a few more months. Um, so you can get other input, right? You can get other input from, from other people. But, but listen, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap that one up there. That was all about goal setting. And I was really encouraging you to think about your goals one day from now, one month from now, one year from now. And you gave me three different goals, which is fine. But the one thing I would bear in mind is um, whatever your one-year goal is, there's probably a one-day version of that and a one-month version of that, right? So if your one-year goal was uh, uh, complete your piggy bank coin collection, I love that goal, by the way, um, your one-day goal of that could be just to count what you currently have and make sure you know what the gaps are, right? Everything can be broken down into smaller steps in that way. And then it becomes really powerful when you write it up and you put it somewhere visible, and you'll always see it, like on your bedroom wall. Um, and I love the affirmations that you're sharing me that you already have on your bedroom wall. And I think any kind of goals that you have would sit very well alongside that. Um, so you see them every day and, and, and act on them and are really determined to, to get them done. I already have my goals on my bedroom wall. You do? Well, you, 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 you neglected to mention that. What, what are the goals that are up on your bedroom wall? They're different ones. Um, like, um, I've got a bucket list, basically. So it's um, swimming with dolphins um, or hmm. um, going camping with my parents because we've never been camping before. And I want to know what life, um, when we, when our ancestors, let's say, um, had to roast um if they had to, no, not right. They had to live in forests hmm. and without any proper shelter. Right. No. Okay. So that's that's really that's cool. That is a bucket list, and isn't it? It's essentially things you want to get done. Um, but one thing you might want to think about more, I, I certainly find it helpful, is to have a timeline against that. So, what do you want to get done in a month? What do you want to get done in six months? In one year? In five years? And and, and remember that study I was telling you about, right? Of um, when it's written down, it's more likely to happen. Basically, before I become an adult, that I want to do it. It's, honestly, it's entirely up to you. Um, it's entirely up to you as to what you set. You know, if, if you set something that's 30 years away, um, that's pretty long-term, isn't it? Um, and that's fine, but, but also you probably want a one-year version of that. Yeah, so um, anyway, something to, something to think about. But really, really good stuff, Michael. Well done. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was, filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment, during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or to search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations. 
And I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.